You know that beat. For sure. You already know what it is. <laughs> I can't rap. What you got, a little go-go? I can't rap. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 I think James Marshall stole this beat from um from the Black Panther movie. It sounds like a scene in the Black Panther movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, part of the soundtrack. Yeah, but he says he didn't, but okay. I don't, there's no way he's this good. That's a mean beat right there. I don't know if James cool. Marshall might have that ability, man. Yeah, he is multi-talented. He might be able multi- to get that 808 going. He might be able to. And like I said, and he's light-skinned. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, know you guys, guys kind of run the world, man. With a six hey, y'all, I'll tell y'all who that is in a moment. This is the Keith Battle Podcast. I'm Keith Battle. Welcome back. So glad to have y'all with us. Every week we come to you with some content that we hope will make you think, make you laugh. It may even make you cry, but we just want to be helpful. And this week is no different. Uh, We're blessed to have with us a day what I would call a power couple, literally a power couple. Ron and Pam Adams have been married for 11 years, and they are both fitness and nutrition experts and personal trainers. In fact, Ron has been my personal trainer for several years, and Pam has been graciously trying to get Vicky in the gym lately as well. Uh, Ron is a NSCA certified personal trainer, NCFI certified corporate fitness specialist, precision nutrition. I'm going to ask them about all these letters and stuff later on. Um, he's a Maryland-based nationally certified fitness expert, over 24 years of experience in the fitness and in- and nutrition industry. His clientele includes CEOs, executives, donut eating pastors, and everyday people (laughs) with goals of achieving optimal health and fitness. He's widely recognized for his expertise in the fitness industry and his ability to transform the minds and bodies of those wishing to look and feel their very best. Pam Adams has a great passion for fitness. She's gonna explain all her letters later. And nutrition. She was fortunate to turn these passions into a, into a successful career as a fitness professional in 2004. So now with 15 years of experience in the fitness industry, Pam is absolutely passionate about empowering her clients with an integrative approach by combining her expertise as a certified personal trainer and board certified licensed nutritionist. And as a business owner, a wife and a mom, she knows how challenging it can be to carve out time to care for yourself and family. So Pam's mission is to inspire people and help them discover how they can incorporate healthy habits into their busy lives and to motivate them to achieve their highest potential and empower them to take charge of their health and well-being. So Ron and Pam, welcome to the Keep Battle Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us here today. That was the longest introduction. In the world. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you didn't condense well, that at all. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pam used to be in entertainment, so she knows how all this works. We'll, we'll talk about that maybe another time. <laughs> anyway, okay. Pam, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, tell us about how your focus on fitness began. What, what got you going in this direction? Um, wow. Well, you had just mentioned about it, like entertainment industry. I used to work in the music business for up to almost 10 years, marketing, promotions, artist management. I absolutely loved what I did. But the thing, uh, closer to the end of the 10 years, I realized I wasn't taking care of myself. 
highly stressed, wasn't eating right. Just like I said, I just wasn't taking care of myself. So I had um, taken the leap of faith and left my job, which I highly not recommend anyone do that because I had no plan at the time. But I started to reflect and realize that one of the things that brought me happiness and health, being healthy, and also my passion for helping others was the fitness industry. So when I left my job in New York, I moved to the Maryland area, um, started working at the front desk at a privately owned gym in Annapolis, um, studied my way up to become a personal trainer and learned the business at the same time of being at the front desk. And it's been that ever since, since 2004. So for 15 years, I got to do something I absolutely love that it doesn't even feel like a job anymore. It's just inspired by just working with clients and I absolutely love it. Well, I'll tell you one person who worked at the gym that was happy when you showed up. And uh, that's the guy, that's the guy from next to you now. Like, how about that? Just, God just sent your wife to your job. so you didn't have to look. He made sure I didn't have to run and look for anything. It was right there waiting for me. <laughs> so, Ron, when did you first, your first interest in physical fitness and training, who, who introduced you to it? My first interest in physical fitness and training started with uh, me in the fifth grade. Uh, my brother, Pete, he bought home a fitness magazine, which was known back then as Muscle and Fitness. Mm-hmm. And he brought that magazine into the house. I got my hands on it, started looking through the pages, liking what I saw as far as the physiques, the muscles, the development these guys had. And instantly I was hooked. In mm. fact, I told my mother at that age that at some point I was going to be in those magazines and looking just like those guys. And her reply to me was, she said, you know what? It takes a lot of hard work and dedication to be like that. So she never said I couldn't, but she said, told me what it would take. And I took that to heart every since. And mm. it even went deeper where my mother thought I was too young to lift at the time. So my brother had his cement weights, the weeder weights that I guess we all started with. And when my mother would go to bed, my brother and I would go into the room and just start lifting. You know, and every day, every day at a certain time, 9 p.m., my mother would sleep. We would start our workouts from 9 o'clock until 10. And from that point, it's been something that I gravitated to very easily, continue to do it, and I was hooked ever since. That's amazing. I now know what happened to me. What Just happened? The story. My brother brought home a magazine with desserts in it. <laughs> I was hooked, man. I'm hooked. And you've been hooked ever since. Okay. Been hooked ever since. I've Yeah, it was a picture of donuts and cake. And uh, <laughs> and my mother said, "You can get there with a lot of dedication." And so here we are. <laughs> now, you on a serious note, you two have gone so far in the world of fitness that I think I know you have, Ron. But I think you both have actually competed in bodybuilding competitions. Is that correct? And if, if so, like as a viewer, as somebody out not in that world, we look at people and they're all glowing and shining and and cut up and everything. Tell us about the, kind of the highs and the lows of that whole experience of, of doing bodybuilding competition. Like what's the inside scoop, the highs and the lows? I would say, honestly, for me, there was much more highs than lows. Uh, 
for me, my personal highs with competing, you know, is endless. You know, uh, I mean, although we tend to get into ourselves as far as what we want to look like, uh, how we incorporate these uh, techniques into our life to develop our bodies. The one thing that I can truly say was a high was being able to travel throughout the country and educate and inspire people all over the world with regards to the benefits of health and fitness. You know, although having a chance to make a living from it, that was a big benefit also. I would say that just the fact of being able to inspire someone to want to take their fitness to the next level or just, you know, want to take control at their level of fitness at any level, I think that was probably the biggest high for me. As far as the lows, you know, there was a low where I felt that uh, the athletes did a lot to develop the industry and the sport. And with that being said, I just don't think they it was reciprocal with regards to taking care of the athletes. The athletes did a lot to generate revenue and it took a lot for the athletes to make the money that they deserve in comparison to other sports uh, leagues out there. So I would say if anything, the only low that I really see is that the promoters didn't take as well care of the athletes as the athletes did to grow the sport. Interesting. Interesting. Pam, any thoughts on that? Um, Wow. I mean, I agree with uh, many of the things that he said. Um, The thing, um, wow. I I would probably say my highs uh, in general with, uh, well, let me, uh, you know what? It's something just on me for saying professional bodybuilding uh, so there's like different divisions um, in bodybuilding that uh, through the years have changed. And so just so some women be like, wow, just bodybuilding. But there's figure and there's also bikini. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, but figure um, doing figure and bikini through the years for the uh, 10 years of competing on and off has been wonderful experience overall. And I have absolutely enjoyed it. Some of the highs that, especially from from the first time I've ever competed, even to the last time I've competed, it has been always about the transformation. Um, just seeing myself make the gains um, by being consistent with weightlifting and nutrition. Just even seeing myself being as perseverance and dedication. It takes a lot. It takes several months, up to years, to get to that point. Um, it's very different for every individual. Um, but yeah, that's what I enjoyed about the high on that and. Being on stage, got to admit, I love being on stage. It's like being at home. Um, oh, and definitely when you're on stage, it's that um, being able to just feel beautiful up there because you just work so hard. You're celebrating uh, everything that you've done. Um, but it does help having the sparkling bikinis and the high heels, hair done and makeup too. Um, but then also meeting all the people as well, I think, is uh, have the same passion and um and inspiring clients as well when they see that they're just pretty amazed by what we're able to do in such um I would say it's sort of in a short period of time when the the months come up where we're getting ready to compete. Um I think the only low that I may say cuz I agree with Ron would have to be as a competitor you have to accept the fact that it is subjective. So it's just very important that as a competitor that you, either you're novice, you're pro, is that we always have to learn about enjoying ourselves through the entire experience. And no matter what the outcome is, either winning it, 
placing in the top 10 or not happy where you're being placed. It's that you just enjoy the experience step by step. Because honestly, all that training, it goes so fast by the time you get on stage, it's over. So I always just say, enjoy every moment you have. I love it. I love it. Well put. Well put. Thank Let's you. Let's talk about your companies really quick. You, you, you're, you're marriage partners and you're kind of partners in this industry, but you both have your own companies in the fitness world and nutrition world. Tell us the name of your companies and the services you all provide for your clients. Okay, so uh, my company is Profit, Profit Mobile Personal Training. We deliver in-home personal trainers right to your door for customized one-on-one or group workouts in the comfort and privacy of your home uh, or our private studio, which we just recently opened. Or agreed upon location. So for many people, even with such as you, Keith, I train you at the uh, Blue Rec Center. So that would be considered a mutually agreed upon location. You know, uh, we have nationally certified and licensed fitness professionals that bring instruction. They bring the equipment. They ensure that every workout is what we stress the three C's, convenient, customized and creative to address your unique fitness level. By incorporating our philosophies of the three C's in every nutrition and fitness plan, we're able to introduce our personal training and nutrition services to anyone, regardless of their fitness level. So in essence, we make sure the workouts are effective, fun and challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some some of what you said was a little was a little hard to hear. But but by and large, your focus is on mobile your company focuses on going to the client. Right. And I so think that's pretty unique. So I, I think that's pretty good for people to know. Well, it was it was a way to start. Initially we started ProFit with no studio. So we didn't have a parent location to uh, bring our clients to. So we discovered that there was many clients out there who for one reason or another did not want to train in a gym setting. So they want to train either in their homes or we started working with clients at their corporate workplaces that may have a corporate fitness facility. And from there, you know, it just grew very rapidly. And then just recently we uh, had the opportunity to open a boutique style studio, which is a very smaller scale studio that offer more one-on-one personal training here in Annapolis for many clients who for one reason or another, didn't want to be home training, wanted to kind of escape the home setting and just have a place to go to, but also didn't quite want that gym setting where they felt like uh, it was a little too crowded or they had to go through the whole process of getting a membership to work with a specific trainer. So it kind of uh, helped us to increase our bandwidth with regards to servicing more uh, clients in general. I like it. I mean, from you know, many people are just very busy. So having the luxury of having a trainer come to you is pretty, pretty cool because it cuts down on the commute to the gym, checking in, swiping your, you know, your fob and all that, waiting on the equipment to be available, etc. So that's pretty cool. Pam, tell us about your company and what you all provide. Uh, my company is uh, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. I offer personal training services and also nutrition counseling. Uh, with personal training, it is one-on-one sessions. So my private, meaning there might be two or three people. Um, so maybe like a small group training. Um, with the personal training, as mentioned, we have the boutique um, style uh, 
a personal training studio. So it is beneficial. I can work with clients one-on-one who don't want the gym setting. Um, I can also train people at their homes and also the convenience for the very busy person that personally doesn't want to meet with the trainer, but pretty much knows what they're doing. I also offer online personal training for the convenience for them. That's also goes with the same with nutrition as well. They're one-on-ones, sometimes group nutrition uh, wellness programs I could create. And then also I can offer services with nutrition counseling um, uh, virtual call also and phone call if necessary for the person who has just a very busy lifestyle. That's great. That's great to know. Now, you know, you're gonna, you have people all the time who just don't want to make a personal, a financial investment in their fitness. Like I don't want to pay for a gym membership and don't want to pay for a trainer. I just want to go walk around my neighborhood or, uh-huh. or, you know, whatever. And I'm sure you all hear that complaint a lot, but from y'all's vantage point, like, what are some of the benefits of having a personal trainer? Uh, I would say, and this is based on countless studies to support benefits <clears throat> of working with a personal trainer, a certified, a qualified personal trainer. I would say uh, if one thing a personal trainer would do, other than many things that they would do, is help someone create a unique plan to fit their individual needs, goals, and accommodate any injury or other obstacles that they might have, which would otherwise prevent them from exercising. You know, I think that it's important where you find many people come into the gym initially with the desire, the will, and the motivation to start a program, to commit to something for a agreed-upon amount of time. But if you don't have the blueprint with regards to what you're doing when you get into the gym, how to address areas that may uh, where you may have muscle imbalances, how to work around injuries correctly, and just how to combine the workout along with nutrition and cardio to make it more effective so you're not spinning your wheels you're trying to out-train a bad diet, for instance. You know, so I think that... Uh, a personal trainer, I think, is essential. Even if you're using it just to, using your trainer just to get an initial baseline assessment of where you are, you know, to have that person evaluate your progress over time, help you set goals that are obtainable in the beginning. I think, you know, it would serve you well to meet with a trainer, get an assessment, and understand exactly what your body needs to get moving in the right direction. And I I actually would like to add, too, because, you know, with personal trainers, we help with the motivation. We help with accountability. uh, We also help with specific goals and making sure they're realistic. Um, Sometimes we may just have a general goal of I just want to lose weight. But then it's not very specific, like how much weight are we trying to lose? Is that weight loss that you're you're looking to have? Is it realistic? Um, You know, so that's where a trainer can really, really help an individual. And just overall, again, it's just we help with the guidance and making sure we have safe, effective exercises. So it meets the personal needs of that individual, but also having fun too. Yeah. And and, and as a client, I can add to it just the knowledge. Um, And, you know, like you said, Pam, the accountability, it's like, it's an extra push when I'm lazy. It's, but it also helps rein me in when I'm doing too much. Mm-hmm, yep. I, I'm an extremist. I either I'm I'm either not working out at all, or I'm trying to make up for lost time and trying to do too much. Then I get injured and can't do anything. So I definitely, you know, 
am, am committed to personal training. I've probably been doing it for the, had a personal trainer for the last 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, I know. And, and, and the other thing is you don't have to work out with your personal trainer every time you work out, even if it's just a couple of times a week. And then they tell you what to do the other days. And that's one of the things that you guys do. You actually, again, that blueprint is very important so that when people go in the gym, they know exactly what to do and how to do the exercise. I know, I know one of the things you have, Ron, uh, is a program where you actually send video clips of actually how to do the workout. So that's very helpful. And they're not like 20 minute video clips. It'll be like a 60 second clip on the actual motion, range of motion, hand placement, all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. Now, there, there. What people, people been wanting, waiting on one question. I mean, that's it. Like all this stuff doesn't matter to them except this one question. Everybody's listening has the same question. What's the best way to lose weight and look good? That's it. Like, what's the best way? And yeah, you know, we're hoping for something different than we've heard. But what's the best way to lose weight and just make look better in our clothes? Mm. What's the best way to lose weight and look better in your clothes? I would say let's start from step one, one on one. I would say first thing to do is make it easy. Whatever you choose to commit to, whatever you find is your passion, whatever makes you happy mm-hmm. with regards to activity. Make it easy. I would say do something every day that you have to make that something so easy that you know for a fact you're going to succeed at it at least for 30 days just so you can build those healthy habits. And that often means scaling back your ambitions, you know, to scale down to a goal that may not be I want to lose, for instance, 30 pounds in the next six weeks. You know, it might be I want to lose. I just want to see myself fit into a pair of pants that I haven't been able to wear or just feel good about myself, you know? And I think that, uh, with regards to what you're saying, Keith, unfortunately, most people bite off more than they can chew. They commit to working out an hour a day, eating four to five meals a day, uh, cutting out chocolate, running a marathon, cooking more, waking up earlier, you know, nothing less than, you know, a complete overhaul to your life. You know, maybe, they're able to do all three, you know, maybe not. But I think that at this point, you know, the goal is to build healthy habits around something that you can commit to, something you enjoy. And there again, something that's effective. But I think it also goes back to meeting with someone, a fitness professional that will help you determine that, help you set realistic goals, help you set a blueprint. And there's a strong chance that if someone qualified sit down with you and put together a blueprint that's based on your specific needs. If you follow that, you will lose the weight that you want to lose. If weight loss is the goal, if your goal is to increase muscle, you will increase that muscle, you know? So I think that that's my suggestion. Um, I would probably also add, you know, um, that there is no one size fits all. So say, for instance, you have a friend that just lost all this weight or a coworker that may have worked for them. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Um, so it's very important to realize that uh, everyone's needs are much different. Uh, Jeanette, makeup is different. Health concerns are different. 
And once you kind of open your mind to that, that it's not a one size fits all and that a quick fix diet is not what's going to get you there because you may lose um, in the beginning. But the thing is that the whole point of like fitness professionals, nutrition uh, counselors, what we're here to help is to realize that the more specific your goals are to reach the overall goal, the better it's going to be able to help you sustain long term. Because if you do quick fix, you just haven't really dealt with the root cause of what's happening and when you go quick fix, you know, it doesn't sustain. And then we're going on the yo-yo diets and and being frustrated and, you know, all of those things. But if you're looking long term and be a little bit more kind to yourself and make the adjustments that are necessary for you personally, you'll probably most definitely see more success there. Well, Pam, you just you mentioned the word diet a couple of times. Let's let's uh-huh. go there. Let's talk about it. As a nutritionist, can you address some of these diets, some of the more popular diets out here now? I mean, they they're they're all they're everywhere. It's keto, it's Atkins, it's you know fasting or what. I mean, what what are, what are some of the diets out here? And what are your thoughts on them, good or bad? Now, um, I usually like to say that when it comes to the word diet, that it's very important. It's just how we eat. Because sometimes when we hear diet, we hear restriction, deprivation, um, <clears throat> and the importance of it's just how we're eating. Now, there are so many diets out there or plans, I'll just say, that can be uh, very overwhelming for a lot of individuals. Like you mentioned, paleo, keto, there's Whole30, deciding you want to go vegetarian, there's a Mediterranean diet. I mean, it just absolutely goes on. But uh, overall, each diet is so different. And it just goes back to uh, what is best for the individual. Again, it's everybody is so different with their health concerns. So what might work for one person may not be the right one for somebody else. So that's why it's important to be very uh, get more informed. You know, like I said, the Internet can be very overwhelming for so many people. We can totally diagnose ourselves through doing Google search and, okay, that's the diet for me or this is the plan I need to follow. When it's really important to meet with someone who has the expertise to help and guide you and make sure that you're doing it safely. Um, and that it meets your specific needs. Um, the reason why I say that, because sometimes people eat very healthy and healthy can be defined in so many different ways for individuals. But one of the things that um, <clears throat> even as healthy as you could be eating, there might be digestive issues that um, could be limiting your results. Uh, that needs to be addressed first for the make the changes that you're looking for. Um, maybe there's concerns of uh, high blood pressure. Maybe you have um, been diagnosed recently with prediabetes. You know, these things will change how your diet or how you're going to be eating is going to be totally different. So I come back to the thing is that all the plans overall will work for everyone in general, but if you want it more specific based on your needs and that you want sustainable changes, then it's really important to just make sure it's not a quick fix and that you're looking for sustainable changes overall. Right. That's great. That's great. It makes sense. It, it really does make sense because we do look at others and, you know, kind of envy their results. And they mm-hmm. say, all I did was I just cut bread out. And we like, <laughs> right. we go home and we throw every bread thing out of the house. And, you know, <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah. So I've, I agree with that. So, Ron, with you, so we we hear from Pam. These are some of the maybe mistakes people make with their diets, trying to trying to mimic somebody else when it may be some other issue that you need to focus on a diet. What what are the most common mistakes that you find, Ron, on the gym side, the workout side, where people are going into the gym, like, and they're putting in the time. They're in the gym maybe sixty, ninety minutes but they're not getting the results. Why does that happen? 
I think it goes back to what we discussed earlier. Uh, is two factors that I think it ha- that uh, creates that outcome for many people. And I think uh, the one factor is failing to assess your body. You know, failing to understand what is going on internally with your body that is not allowing you to move forward. You know, what is going on with your body internally that is uh, almost enticing your body to crave more foods, more unhealthy choices. You know, uh, I think when we look at clients and we assess clients, we look at those factors. You know, if someone is constantly saying, hey, I'm craving this, I'm craving that, I'm craving more salty foods, more sugary foods. Many people think that this is just willpower that's creating that. But internally, there is something going on that is preventing their body from identifying the needs of what's going on, balancing nutrients and so forth. But I think uh, failing to assess the body to understand what's going on is one. And two, failing to set realistic goals. And I think nowadays a lot of people will scroll through social media and try to mimic the amount of weight being lifted or the foods that their favorite social media hero is doing today. And far too often you see that these people on social media are just popping up gurus left and right overnight. You know, they had this one, they take one theory and they put it out there to the world. And then that theory become the gospel per se, with regards to how to achieve a certain result. And I think that if uh, our culture of people can get back to just learning the benefits of being informed, mm-hmm. you know, understanding how valuable a consultation is and not overstepping it. I think that it will pull everyone back in and everyone will have more knowledge and more, uh, more researched information about what's going to allow their body to move in a direction they want it to. Cool. 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 So I got, a couple of more fitness questions, then I want to talk business with you all, because you two are in business together as well, and how you balance that relationship and so on and so forth. But if there were, if, if you could give our audiences, I'm a list guy. I like, I like points and lists. I love those three C's you gave, because you know, it gives me something tangible I can hold on to and remember. But if you two could say to our audience, here are five things you need to add into your life if it's absent, or five things you want to take away from your life, that moves them towards optimal health and fitness. And this could be for anybody, like any human being in this earth at any age should have these five add-ons, assuming they're not there, and these five takeaways. What, what would they be? Or is it that simple? Is it not that simple? How would you all respond to that question? I think it can be that simple. I think it's uh, simple in a matter that we can use that as a baseline to build from. You know, so it gives them a start. But I, with regards to the five add-ons, I would say definitely the holy grail is going to be sleep. Mm-hmm. Inadequate sleep wreaks havoc on your metabolism and hormone balance and truly invites creations of new habits to increase uh, with regards to mood, uh, weight gain, food cravings high blood pressure, high cholesterol, everything. So lack of sleep, I would say, is the holy grail. The second one would be a well-rounded nutrition plan coupled with adequate hydration on a daily basis. The third would be stress management. Just trying to figure out a way to 
create an environment, go to a certain environment that will allow you to decompress, step away from the job, step away from the family, step away from anything that is not allowing you to focus on yourself in times of need. Uh, general physical activity, just get moving. Do something that you enjoy, whether it's walking, riding your bike, walking a dog, whatever you choose to do, create some general activity on a daily basis. And then finally, I would say working out, you know, having a fitness program that will support your lifestyle, will allow you to add that into your lifestyle without becoming another stressor. So let me go a little deeper into this. So if there needs to be movement, three things, how much movement? Um, If there needs to be hydration, how much hydration? Okay. And if there needs to be sleep, how much sleep? Would you recommend these first? Well, I would say uh, because there again, everyone is different and everyone life will not allow them to do the same thing. But I would say as far as sleep, I would say definitely trying to get in at least uh, six to eight hours of sleep within that window. Six to eight hours, you know, will play a significant role in helping your body to rejuvenate and balance hormones and make you feel rested. It also allows you to reach that point of hitting that deep rim sleep, you know? So I would say at least six to eight as a uh, starting point. With regards to nutrition and hydration, I would say as far as hydration, that can be different for any, every individual because typically with clients, you know, we like to see clients get at least half their body weight in ounces of water, depending on their activity level. So you find many clients who are well below that. So typically with them, we tend to tell them to basically start with maybe eight to 10 glasses just to get a rhythm. You know, so there again, they're not force feeding themselves uh, an incredible amount of fluid that their body can't process correctly. Uh, how much How much movement? How long should people look to work out in a day? Or I would say... Anywhere on the low end, 30 minutes, uh, 30 to 60 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day doing some activity where you're elevating the heart rate, increasing the intensity and just have a focused, structured program will make a huge difference in transforming your body, but also just uh, also helping to alleviate stress. You know, as far as working out for more than that, I think that that's based on the individual. We tell clients all the time, if you have 30 minutes to do, you can uh, do 15 minutes of training, 15 minutes of cardio. And based on the intensity that you use, it can sometimes be just as effective as doing 45 minutes to an hour if you're not doing it correctly. Yeah, I would I would add to that from the hydration and sleep standpoint, from the key battle fitness uh, school of fitness that if you're going if you're trying to get your water in and it's late at night just let it go because <laughs> I've done it trying to get my ounces in and you can forget about sleep because you'll be up peeing all the night <laughs> you will not hit rim stage you'll be hitting well see you know what we also uh, tell many uh, clients also is when you're drinking your water, you find many clients will sip their water, you know, and it will sip it based on just, let me just get a sip. And you'll find that typically when clients sip their water, 
they consistently do not finish the water in a timely manner before going to bed. Mm-hmm. So what I told clients is typically if you're going to drink the water, take whatever you have, whatever, if it's a cup, if it's 16 ounces, if it's 20 ounces, divide that into servings. You know, if it's uh, 20 ounces, divide that into five servings, you know, so drink a quart of it. Every time you drink, you'll find that you're going to get that water in more consistently. Gotcha. You know, if it's your water bottle and you start in the morning, take that water bottle and put little lines on it, you know, and those lines will represent hours throughout the day. And if you drink down to each line, you will find that you can easily set a goal to finish that bottle by a certain time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I got so many questions for y'all, and I know Pam wants to jump in on this. So Pam, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So Pam, I'm in. This is how you do this. Let me give you the, the strategy. What you do is, whatever question I ask next, yeah. act like you're answering that one, but say, and I also want to go back to, that's how you do that. Just Oh, oh do I? Okay. You know, you know, that's the game. But I got to keep the questions <laughs> going. I know, we got to keep rolling. We run out of time. So here's the thing. I, I, this is just a curiosity question for me. So every time I run into a personal trainer, they got all these letters behind their name and on their card. I have no idea what this <laughs> means. Yeah. CSA, ABCD, yeah. It's called the alphabet soup. It's alphabet soup. Oh, yeah. So what is it? <laughs> what, what, okay. So so it matters, right? Right? It matters, right? Yes. Yes, it does matter. We've worked hard for those letters. Yeah, because some, some of it's certification, some of it's like education. I mean, you guys have gone, you know, you've got not just taking certifications. You got you guys have gone to school for this stuff, too. So yes. I know we know what that. Okay, so talk. Just talk. Give me the. Give me the. Give me the quick answer on what these things mean and what they and why it's important. So for those of you that might not, uh, you haven't seen where my whole name with the alphabet soup on the end. It says Pamela Adams, M S C N S L D N C P T. That's a lot of letters, right? So um, M S is for uh, my Master of Science in Nutrition and Integrative Health. I returned back to graduate school twenty years. Uh, after graduating from Howard University, HU. Thank you. Uh, yeah, right. I got to put that in there. Um, and then CNS is um, uh, where I'm a board certified nutrition specialist. That's nationally recognized. Um, also, uh, then you see LDN, that's licensed dietitian nutritionist in the state of Maryland. Um, and then for CPT, that's certified personal trainer. And where I'm certified um, is uh, through ACE, and that's American Council on Exercise. Okay, everybody repeat what I just said. Absolutely. I can do it. I can do it. And 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 when you so so I think the importance is for those who are doing it honestly, so that if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, you want me to work you out, maybe it is important that we because here's what I found. I've been injured a lot by trainers over the years, and Ron and I've had this conversation. I mean, put in the hospital. Like one ended up being a a blood clot in my lung because of a, a stretch somebody did that did something behind my kneecap. And I've, you know, it's, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been hospitalized with a back injury from somebody training me. Um, you, I think it's important if you're going to have somebody, just because somebody looks like they're all cut up and in shape doesn't mean that they understand the science of taking care of someone else. And I've always said that, you know, when you got the right trainer, they're in their lab. 
and you don't, you know, you want to make sure that it's somebody who has the science. And Ron has these letters: NSCA, NCFI, PNS. What is that, Ron? <laughs> Why you have to say it like that, man? Yeah, what is it? Man? What is it? So, uh, NSCA is my uh, fitness certification. That's the National Strength and Conditioning Association. So that's one of the most widely recognized uh, certifications. Also, the Precision Nutrition Coaching Certification, the National Certified Corporate Fitness Specialist. Get, get close, uh, Ron. Get a little closer to your mic for me. Okay, can you hear me? That's better. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you miss there? We heard all of it, but it's just not. It wasn't as clear. Uh, okay. You're much better now. <laughs> Great. So, I mean, those are my certifications, and. With regards to that, based on what you said previously, my advice to anyone aspiring to be a fitness professional is make sure you research the certifying organization, you know, that you're aspiring to be certified with and make sure that they are governed by a third party accrediting site, you know, to make sure that the studies that they're teaching, the exams that they're giving is uh, based on the uh, standards within the industry. Yeah. You know. So there's a few certif- really quick. There's a few certifications out there that allow you to take exams where you just do it from home. Okay. And many people tend to do those because there is no testing uh, board above them. So don't look for easy. Look for the most accurate. That's good advice. So if anyone out there that's interested in getting involved in personal training professionally, um, if you're connected to Zion Church, by the way, please, 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 when you hear this podcast, Ron and Pam are going to be our special guests. They're going to be speaking there. They're going to be training there. They're going to be available. And make sure if you're there, you go by their table and talk to them about their their world, their business. And I'm sure they give you quality advice on how to pursue that as a career. Um, or you can talk to me because I can tell you how to do it, too, because I got <laughs> CT and I'm, I'm, I'm at CNN. And I'm at NBC, and I'm also um, on ABC. ABC one, two. I'm on HBO too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, you guys are actually. This is cool to me is that did you two are not only in the same industry and kind of in business together, but I know from personal experience that can be a challenge and a blessing when you work together. And you know, every time Vicky and I do something together, we have arguments leading all the way up to it. It's crazy. Um, so how do you two manage your business lives with all the training and certification work, school education, being parents of an elementary age kid? We haven't talked about that. And yet maintain your relationship with each other as well. Like, like, is that just some like a rhythm? Do y'all have a system? Do y'all just, just do whatever's necessary? What do you, what do you, what do you, what have y'all done to try to resist the atrophy of the relationship? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I would honestly, I would say we have a technique for everything we talked about in the beginning. But with that one, I would say my only advice, technique, whatever you want to call it, would be (laughs) be flexible to the other individual's needs. Uh, Understand what their tolerance is to being able to discuss business and having that balance between personal life and business life. I know for a fact with me. I can get very wrapped up into business and I can have conversation about that all day long. I know that's not Pam's uh, interest. I know 
she will cut that off in a heartbeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when she give me that look like I've heard enough, I don't want to talk business anymore. You know, I end it right there and we transition. You know, honestly, I would just say, you know, just really uh, being mindful of the other's needs when it comes to personal life and business, striking that balance and just uh, respecting the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, adding to that, listening. <laughs> just listen. Um, sometimes it's very you know, challenging where you, you think, well, I, I got the answer. I have the answer. But no, I sit back and I listen. We both listen to each other and we have the utmost respect for one another. Um, we know how to do our best to balance, knowing that it's not perfect every time and that's OK. And um, yeah, and then we're just like the best of friends. So that Absolutely. was that's basically the foundation. We just we are the best of friends. So. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, let's talk about you're also self-employed entrepreneurs. And of course, with that comes, you know, you got to hustle. You got to have the grind. Because it's a lot different than a W-2 employee that has sick leave and paid time off and and maternity leave and all that stuff. But in this industry, when you're self-employed, you don't work, you don't get paid. So is there ever this temptation to say, hey, let me just go get me a nine to five so I can stabilize this thing, and get some benefits and maybe do the training piece on the side? Is that ever a temptation for you guys? Uh, for me, I think uh, that was many years ago before I became self-employed, just looking for the opportunity that was going to create what was called the stability back then. But t- today, Keith, honestly, I think what keeps me going is the drive to have a to know what my vision is, where I want to go, how to get there, and to rely on the fact that I have the talent mm-hmm. to uh, generate the income, to help people transform their lives, and I see the value in it. So for me, I would say, no, I never look at it from that perspective. If I do decide to step away from the industry, it's because you know, I think it's time for me to make a change and do something different based on what my needs are with regards to uh, fulfilling goals that I have. But I never feel like, you know what, I'm going to step out of the industry because the grind is slightly different. To be honest, I don't think the grind is really that much different. It's just you're working for someone else and putting your future in their hands, you know, which can be more risky than you putting a future in, putting your future in your own hands. So, Mm-hmm. I feel very comfortable with the path that I'm taking as far as being self-employed. Um, I have to agree. I'm pretty much on the same page with him. Um, I like the fact that we have the flexibility. I could be creative. I have my own thing. I mean, it could be a little bit more challenging for women because we also have our children, you know, to take care of too. But if it came down to something where it was, hey, we really have to take care of our family first. Yeah, I'd probably potentially consider it for a moment, but I love the freedom I have having my own business and be able to do what works best for my clients and that they're getting everything from me, which is what I love the most. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey y'all, we, we typically close with special guests with something I call rapid fire. And so, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, Hey, each person gets an answer. I don't care who answers first. And it's real cool. It's just good to know you guys better. So y'all ready? Yes, sir. All right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite restaurant? Jalapenos. Jalapenos. You you a green, Pam? That's yours, too? Yeah, that's mine, too. 
All right. Come on, he's my husband. Uh, we we're dating. That's date night. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. You ride or die. All right. All right. All right. All right. Your favorite hobby outside of work and fitness? Listening to incredible music with my wife. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Oh, yes. I agree with that, but um, I enjoy creating crafts with our nine-year-old son. Nice, nice, nice. All-time favorite television show? Ooh, The Practice. Hmm. Uh, ER. So they're both medical? No, The Practice is based on a law firm. Oh, okay, cool. You got to check it out. You know, Ron, you've been trying to get me to watch something on Netflix. I don't watch TV, man. I know. I'm I'm noticing that. Your favorite cheat food. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Man, I would say if I'm not eating on schedule, man, I will gravitate to yellow cake with coconut cream icing. There you go. I I just want you to – I just – See, a lot of people come to my church and they're like, man, we really can relate to you because you're seeing real. You're human, right? Like you feel like if you, you feel like you're one of us. See, when you <laughs> said that, I just felt like for the first time in our relationship that you're you're human. You're one of us. <laughs> man, you and I are here, man. Right there, right there. Man, what's your favorite cheat food? Oh, gosh. All right. Carrot cake with buttercream. Has to be buttercream. Buttercream frosting. Wow. Love it. Yes, indeed. Yes. Love it. Love it. Do you, <laughs> prefer, do you prefer working out alone or with a training partner? Training partner all day long. Uh, wow. I prefer training on my own unless the partner is Ron. Oh. You know what? I'm getting sick of it. Don't, don't cry, y'all. Don't cry. I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> Too mushy. Too mushy. <laughs> all right. This is a tough one. When making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, oh God! Mm, do you put the peanut butter on the bread first or the jelly? I put gotta put that crispy, crunchy peanut butter on the bread first. All right, Pam. Yeah, yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, if you had said anything different, I would have hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Your ideal vacation would include as many answers as you can give. Your ideal vacation. Money's no option, no object, you know, money's no object. Ideal vacation would include family, five star resort, healthy food, white sandy beaches, oh. tropical fish, music, yeah. and a nightlife. Wow. Ditto. So you'd Ditto. have to have, a, you'd have, to have a, a, a babysitter at night, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he just said, infinity. <laughs> Everything he just said, plus carrot cake. And the lemon coconut or whatever he said, yellow coconut. No, butter yellow coconut. Butter yellow coconut. Got to be. Here's one. Your lowest body fat percentage ever. 3%. Wow. 11%. Y'all want to know mine? What is it? Ever? Ever. Ever. I'm guessing when I was born, it was probably about 1%. <laughs> I'm guessing 1% when I was born. All right, next question. Two more. Longest you've ever gone without working out in the last 10 years? The longest you've ever gone for the last 10 years? Two years, three months. Whoa. <laughs> That's what I said. 
Uh, I would have to say eight months. Yeah, eight months. You guys are sounding human again. And by the way, you all were doing that because I said, notice I said the last 10 years. So it was while you were training others, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But, but your life got so busy. I got to have y'all on again because we need to talk about that. Because because you all's life got so busy with maybe, you know, child, your child, your certifications, your education, your life, your business, transitions, all that stuff that even the trainer wasn't training. For all That's, right. That's right. For two and a half, two years, three months, eight months. And that is significant. We got to talk about that maybe on another time. All right. Here's the, here's the last question. If you could sit down for 30 minutes and get wisdom and advice from one person, one human being, it could be somebody dead or alive, who would it be? 30 oh. minutes of information, advice, and wisdom from one person. I'm going straight to the source. God. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. He's oh. just, he just kind of. So, so Pam, you know, anything you <laughs> say after that, you? you'll sound like just a, a sinner for real. Whatever you say after that, you just a heathen. Um, okay. I should have said, Pam, I should have said human. That's what yeah, I, you should have done there because I'm like, what? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to ask this again. What human being <laughs> would, you, would you like to sit down with for 30 minutes to pick their brain to get wisdom and advice from? We'll come back to you because you're, you're talking to God right now. We're talking. We're, 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 <laughs> well, I already have that person. Oh. So, so I think for me, it comes easy because for more than 30 minutes, I get a chance to talk to you. And oh, it's a lot of things that. Uh, let me put it like this. You are my coach. You are my pastor. You know what I mean? So you provide me with a lot of insight. I can look at your life and see the similarities of what you have done with yourself as far as personally and business. And for me, I don't need to search for that person I've never met before to assume that they can help guide me or nurture me or help uh, mentor me. I basically go with the person who I see the work being done, who I hear from on a daily basis. So I would say you. Hey, wow. Pam, hey, Pam, he is spreading it on thick today, isn't he? Man, yes. just like I put that peanut butter on. <laughs> hey, hey, Pam, what are we going to do with that? Okay. I'm sorry, Pam, know, man. I'm sorry if the truth hurt, Keith. I'm sorry. <laughs> just say, ow. If I step on your toes, man, but... My man, I appreciate it. Would, who would it be, Pam? Okay. Um. Wow. Um. This is supposed to be rapid fire. We gave you. A I know. I'm taking forever. Sorry. Pam okay. Putting the fire out. <laughs> um. Michelle Obama. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Michelle Obama. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even think of her, but nice for oh, sure. Oh, thanks. No, that's that's pretty cool. Hey, y'all. If someone would like to get in touch with you guys for consultation, for training, virtually or in person, how would they reach you guys? What's the best way to reach you all? I would say for me, uh, ProFit Mobile Personal Training, I would say go to Facebook at pro at pro fit Annapolis. Uh, email Ron at pro fit transformation dot com. Phone number four four three eight three seven five two three seven. Uh, to reach out to me um, <clears throat> with Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, you can either give me a call, which should probably be a little easier to remember. It's 443 333 But if you want to check out the website, you can also uh, contact me through that. It is Synergy Nutra, 
N-U-T-R-I, wellness.com. I love it. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for taking time out to be on the podcast today. I really appreciate y'all. And I'm so grateful for the relationship that we have. And I want to thank all of you for listening today. Spread this message. Spread it out to the world. We all want to be healthier. We all, we all want to live longer, better quality lives. And it's people like Ron and Pam who I believe are God's gifts to us to help us accomplish that goal. They're in that space. And in your circle of influence, you have to have a circle of professionals in your life, a circle of professionals in our lives. We need a dentist in our lives. We need a doctor in our lives. If you're a woman, you're going to need an OBGYN in your life. Um, you need a, you need a trainer. You need a, you're going to need a lawyer at some point. You need an accountant. Um, have somebody that's helping you in this critical part of our life. Our bodies affect the way we feel. It affects the way we connect. It affects the way our availability. I was spending some time with my granddaughter on a playground and I was sore because I had been working out. It was a good soreness, but I just realized if I don't take care of my body, you know, I won't be around to help play with my grandchildren. So this is so very important. Uh, Thank you all for being here today. Again, Adams, thank you guys. Thank all of our listeners. And we'll catch you right back here next week, right here on the Keys Battle Podcast.